0: Welcome to Archery Talk 101 podcast, your guide to better archery skills. We'll bring you the latest tips, tricks, and expert advice, but that's not all. We'll also have interviews with top archers and industry professionals, and reviews of the latest gear and equipment, and much more. you're talking about taking arch skills to the next level, a coach can definitely help you with that. I've been teaching archery for over 25 years. I'm offering a free 50-minute consultation call. Everybody that would like one, please fill out the form. I'll leave a link in the description so we can get to know you a little better and see if I can help you in your archery skills. Hey, today we're going to talk to a, an archer that uh, has a real passion for being outdoors. Uh, hi, my name is Roy Canterbury. I'm gonna be your host today on Archer Talk 101. And on the show with us today, we have Tommy. Or Tommy, no, we just talked down me this morning. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> 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 Mike uh so so Mike now that I got the name right <laughs> all right uh, introduce yourself with the correct name
1: <laughs> my name is Mike Johnson I'm from Bristol Tennessee I'm just a good old country boy it likes shooting archery like uh getting people started in archery uh I've shot everything from when I started when I was I've been shooting for 40 years since I was 12 years old I'm 52 today and uh my actually a good friend of mine in school Kevin Woods and his dad James asked me to go to a 3D tournament well actually in 1984 it was a a 2D pretty much targets and paper targets on hay bales what we started shooting at and it's evolved from that to the 3D targets we shoot today and uh, when I went to that it was just like man I love this and I've not quit it ever since I mean I've been shooting since I was 12 like I said last 40 years and I started out shooting a compound with no sights because My dad said back then, he said, sights are too high. You're just going to have to shoot the bow and the arrows and do your best. So I done that for (laughs) several years until I got me a job and I could buy some sights, but I tried the sights. I tried the releases. I've tried scopes, but I'm into traditional archery now. Um, I'm shooting a Hoyt Satori. And uh, I really like the traditional side better because it's just a lot more of a challenge. You know, you don't rely on everything. You're pretty much just you, the bow and the arrow. And I just went, Wild over that in the last three or four years, and went through several bows, and just uh, can't get enough of it. Uh, it just amazes me how you can just take a bow and an arrow and hit the target without any sights or any help. It's just it amazes me the guys that can really do it good, and that's why I like it. It's just so much of a challenge.
0: Oh yeah, it is. There's there's a lady I watched once more on TikTok that, uh, she'll shoot. Uh, through CDs, the hole in the CD or a cassette player. Uh she throws stuff up and hits them and no sights. It's just the yeah. recurve and that's it. Uh, I mean she I want, practices though. all the time.
1: The Vegas shoot was this past weekend. I watch hit the Lancaster was before that. i watch all the ASAs on YouTube every every week when they start. But uh it amazes me the, the Barbo people. I mean I, I get a bigger kick out of watching that. I mean I know it's hard to hit a target. You know, you got a scope at 50 yards, but, but to see them guys with no sights or anything that's really the amazing thing to me
0: yeah it's it's amazing so when when you're shooting do you just use instinctive shooting where you just kind of look at the target or you use your arrow or
1: i've done both and uh i just pretty much look at the target and i pretty much gap it i use the end of the arrow and i'm trying that now but I'll go back and I've got several DVDs and I've got a real good group of traditional guys that live here close to me. Just to name a few of them, Jack Rudy, Alan Altizer, y'all probably heard of him. He just lives 15 minutes down the road from me. He's one of the best instinctive shooters I've seen. Uh, Jack Rudy, like I said, Dennis Smith, Bobby Park, Stacey Graybill, Tony Scott. uh, Just to mention Jack Rudy for a minute, this guy is One of the most phenomenal shooters I've ever seen. He's 80 years old, and usually every week, he just can't be beat. I mean, he's just – and he just shoots a a self-bow and wood arrows. I mean, it's just phenomenal to watch this guy shoot, you know. But uh, that's what really inspired me is, man, watch these guys shoot so good, you know. And on a 300-point course, they're shooting 270, 280, 290. With a wood wooden arrows and a, and a bow, they a lot of them is made yourself, which that just that just amazes me more than the latest technology. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, especially when you get you know the compound shooters sometimes aren't even doing that good.
1: Right. Well, the, the practice thing, you know, with them stick bows like you, you've got to practice hand eye coordination's got to be there. Uh, you know, with the compound, you get it set up, get everything right, and you know your yardage. Like you've got a lot of classes that can use a range finder, which You still got to make the shot, don't get me wrong, but you go out there and take an arrow and you can put it in that kill zone of that animal, it's amazing. I mean, I think everybody should give it a try and just see how hard it is, but to watch somebody really do it good is amazing. I mean, they make it look so easy, but it's really not.
0: Yeah, I know there's there's a lot of really good traditional archers out there, and um, that's what I started. You know, when I started back in the 60s, there was no such thing as a compound bow. No. That didn't no. exist until the 70s. Right. And, and I remember the first time I shot a compound bow is actually my brother's. He bought a, a bear whitetail too. And, oh, hey, and hey, I man. shot it and, and I shot it for quite a while, and I finally got my own. But yeah, I I've been pretty much ex- exclusively um, you know, compound, but I have a, a recurve that I shoot once in a while. Um we have a, a Bill Iverson says, What's up, brother? <laughs> <laughs> and in the chat. I'll, hey Bill, <laughs> yeah, it's a it, it's always always fun to you know get people in to make comments in there and, and oh yeah and, and you know it just you know we're all archers you know basically if you're an archer we're a friend.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> I'm on Facebook. anybody knows me knows I'm on Facebook a lot and I've actually started some pages. Just a few of them: Appalachian Archery Addicts is one. Tennessee Trad Mafia is one, and Stick and String Cowboys is one, and we just video a lot uh, our tournaments and stuff like that. And then I'll come home and put it on these sites just for other people to try to get people that's not really know what's going on with archery, get them involved. That's what I like to do. Either you know a young person or even an older person. You know, it's never went once they go and see how fun it is. It's like, man, I want to go with you, you know, next week and just get them started. Which I like that. It makes me feel good to get other people interested in what I like. You know.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, learning archery and becoming an archery instructor in, in 95, then having my own store, you know, about 20 years ago, uh, I I started, uh, you know, I had a store, I bought a sporting goods store, and here in, uh, in Omaha, because I'm in Nebraska, and right. it's amazing how many people that get out there for the first time, and then after I closed my store, I worked at Cabela's and and Bassboro both in uh, it was Bass Pro first and Cabela's then they merged but Uh, you know in archery and it's amazing take somebody's never shot before yeah even adults you know kids just get this all the time but adults never shot before and work with them and all of a sudden they shoot and that first first shot goes off because whenever I sold a bow I also taught them how to shoot I didn't say well here's the bow go away you know it's like you're going to have an hour's worth of instruction with the bow you know at that time it's like that's a hundred dollars with Add on to the value of the boat oh, yeah. that it's you pay for, because I wanted you to know how to shoot. I wanted you to enjoy it, and it's right. amazing how many times somebody would shoot, and that first shot would go off, and it's like, "Oh, this is fun! I want to do it again." Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. a lot of people go these three days. They, what are you talking about three D? They don't even know. They're is these how long has these tournaments been going on? I said, Well, I've been doing them since the eighties, and they was going on before that. You know, now it's blew up, it's bigger than it's ever been in years now. There's more shoots, more clubs, more going on, more to watch, more YouTube videos. And I watch a lot of YouTube and uh, it's just amazing to watch these guys and how much they want to help you, you know, be better at what you do.
0: Well, I know in 95, when I become an NFA archery instructor, I put my instructor patch on the side of my 3D rig, you know, for my quivers. And right. I just put the patch on there figured okay they see the patch know I'm an instructor if they have a question they come ask me you know I, I never went to them and said hey I, I, you're doing that wrong right right yeah well wrong from the way I do it yeah and it's it's just a lot of fun you know teaching and
1: exactly and like you know like like you said I said I've been doing it for 40 years but now I learned something all the time, every day. You know, I didn't know, especially this traditional archer where I hadn't been into it very long. I'm I'm learning things from these guys. I mean, they can tell you something in 10 minutes that would have took you six, eight months or maybe in a year to figure out yourself. That's what's so good about it. They, these trad people, anywhere you go, any place I've been, it's always let me, if you got a question, let me know, or, or here's some areas, try these. I mean, they're just so helpful, which makes you feel good. Cause you know, anybody new to anything, they've always got questions. I know I do, and it's just real good to send people to help you out, you know, and just be so nice to you.
0: Yeah, and I know, you know, being archery as long as I have been having an archery store when I close the store, of course, I have a lot of stuff left over because I sold the fishing part of it off, and so right. I have all the supplies, and I got boxes full of archery stuff. So, you know, somebody's like, hey, you know, they, they're starting out. They can't afford this stuff. It's like, Right. And not, not the best rest, but, you know, I brand new. <laughs> Never been <Yeah>. used. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was I, a PSE dealer, so know. a lot of my stuff's PSE, but.
1: Right. I had a lot of PSEs when I shot compound. I had, I bet you 10 or 15 of them. I mean, I was, they love to see me come into the archery shop because of something new come out. They say, Hey, come back here and look at this bow. will not you shoot it? And I said, no, I don't want to shoot it. I'll buy it. I had about two or three days later, <laughs> I got already pick it up. You know, I've done that forever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that's I used to tell people that when they come into the the store and it's like, you know, they're they're looking at it and it's like, want to shoot it? Uh, well, if you shoot it, you're going to buy it. You're going to want to buy it. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and sure enough, it's like, oh man, this is nice. You know, yeah. every yeah. year, you know, every year they come out with new ones. And nice what the way PSE did is they had their main line and right. then the pro line. So pro if you're you know, actually a pro shop owner, you could get those bows. Right. And nice amount way they did it is the main line changed every other year well the years in between the pro series changed so you had two years to sail the same boat as brand new because uh-huh. they didn't change anything on it gotcha gotcha and it, you know so you, you at least had you know two years before you had something new come out
1: exactly yeah they've really technology's just put it in high gear for the last several years i mean it's amazing the speeds on these compounds and you know the releases they've come out with now and and the targets look surreal and it's just a, a good time to be an archer right now in my opinion
0: yeah and and some of the bows that you know pretty fast I know in 2001 when I become a PSE dealer uh, the bow I have was a 2001 Carrera and it's yep. rated to 320 feet per second
1: that was smoking back in I remember that bow. oh
0: yeah yeah I still have that's my hunting bow <laughs> oh really yeah, that's I saw cool. that's what I hunt with, and then a couple of years later they come out with um, uh, scorpion.
1: I had one of those.
0: And did you have the single cam or the two cam one?
1: Uh, I think I had the single cam.
0: Okay, you got the same one. I I still have that one. Yeah. They had that one year, and then they, the next year they come with two cam, then they dropped it for yep. some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I had if you look one on the data sheets; they only show the two cam one. <laughs>
1: Right, I had a, uh, when they come out that AR, I had one of those, you know, archery, they was not, they was quiet, but now getting back to PSE, I had uh, the Stingray, the little short, it wasn't like 30 inches axle to axle, and it was awesome for a tree stand, but yeah, I got a little bigger since back then, so I hunt from from a ground blind all the time now, turkey hunting, deer hunting, whatever, pig hunting, whatever, I'm a ground blind man.
0: Yeah, nice thing about the ground blind is you can move around a little bit
1: exactly
0: and and up here in nebraska it's nice because it's a little warmer
1: oh yeah cuts a wind Get out of the that. wind now a and lot of people asked me, said are you afraid of heights i said no i just ain't really afraid of heights it's just i carry so much stuff plus a tree stand and you know if you walk a long ways and if you end up lucky enough to kill a deer you got all that stuff plus you got your deer to drag back out but i said now, trust me, uh, you know, the falling part is always number one. Safety is always number one. But now, right. I don't tell a lot of people this, but I have fell out of my seat while I was in my ground blind, but it didn't hurt me because I didn't have it for fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> them ground blinds, well, it, are real warm when the sun hits them early in the morning. I'm telling you, you'll go to sleep every time.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've i done that. I was out turkey hunting one time, and, and I was like, it's... It's nothing's moving. I don't hear any turkeys or nothing. I'm kind of dozing off. I kind of dozed off, and all of a sudden, there Whack. Yeah. I kind of come in and attack the uh, plastic turkey decoy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like
1: I've oh. Had cow, cows come in, attack them, knock them over, and all kinds of stuff. But I love in blinds because I've had stuff just so close, you wouldn't believe it. You know, it's just amazing how close something gets to it.
0: Yeah. it's. I, I like the visibility out of a tree stand.
1: Oh, I know, do see, too.
0: see all over, but uh, exactly.
1: That's one, of the, that's one of the things, the bad things about a blind. You can't have that visibility like you can with a tree stand. But what I tell a lot of people, if it's raining, they're worth every penny a ground blind is because <laughs> they ain't hundred percent waterproof, but you'll, you'll be a whole lot drier in one of them you will in a tree stand.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> tree stand, you're getting all of it. Unless you pull those little umbrellas right. up above you and yep. you know, and, and then it's up so high that it's probably not going to help you anyway.
1: No, especially if a wind's blowing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I was in a tree stand and it wasn't a real big tree. And the wind for some reason just blowing like crazy. And if a deer come by, I wasn't gonna be able to shoot him because I had to hold on to the tree stand, make sure I didn't fall out. It was moving, it's like moving back and forth, the back and forth. And it's like, oh man, that's, that's but you know, uh, it never happens
1: until you get up there, sit down, get your bow up, get everything situated. And set down, that's when the wind starts. It won't start before you go up, or you probably wouldn't go up, but it'll start right. when it quick, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. And what is that, Wendy? I've never seen a deer walk. If I didn't see them, they were running on a as fast as they could. You weren't going to hit them anyway. Yep. Uh, that, Wendy, right. you might as well just go home. <laughs> yep. Or find some place the wind's not blowing, down in the valleys exactly. or something. I agree with that. <laughs> Yeah, that's... Uh, that's interesting. Some of the stories, uh, that, that you, you get when you're out hunting. Um, oh, yeah, that's been what's the what's the most interesting hunt you've been on.
1: Most interesting hunt I've been on. Um, probably have to be a hog hunt I went on in 1994 over in North Carolina. It was with a bow, I mean, it was probably the biggest animal I've ever seen in the woods and the most exciting right in your face shot, um, end up shooting four times and I was shooting a, a mountaineer ultra cam at that time with uh, twenty one fourteen 21, 14 aluminum arrows, Terminator 125 broadheads, And I thought back then, you know, it was a double cam, like a hatchet cam bow, like on a, on a high country, probably shooting 230 feet a second, but back in, man, that thing, it was the, the top-of-the-line bow, you know, and I loved it. Shot the hog, You come by the, the stand at about 18 yards. I thought I'd missed it. Uh, got to looking, looking. I said, man, surely I hadn't missed that hog Got close. much as I shoot and everything, everything's going to the head. And he just went up there and just laid down right in the path. I got my binoculars. I said, there's no way I missed. Well, so I was looking on the ground, seeing my iron blood just dripping off of it. And I said, well, it's pretty easy. He's slaying up our dead, you know the guy had come through there and he was on a four-wheeler and he said uh did you see that big old hog come through here I said yeah I just shot it he got down run up there to me he said get yourself and come on I said uh, we'll have to get on the trail before he gets to the mud hole, you know stops the holes up and I said well he's laying right up there I said I see him laying there right. he's dead he said no I said they just uh, they just play like that till you get up on them and then he said they'll hurt you he said if he gets up you Just throw your bow down, grab a hold of the tree, lift your legs up. He said, It's too good. I said, Well, I said, He ain't moved in 10 minutes. And he said, well, Come on, we got him about, I don't know, 15 yards, I guess. And he said, Can you hit him from here? I said, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He said, Well, shoot him again. I said, Okay. Well, I shot him again. And right, I mean, perfect shot, double lung right in there. And the old hog just stood up and turned and looked at me and the guy down the hill with blood running out of him. He said, that's what i was telling you i said what do we do now he said if he starts this way just throw that bow down and get up a tree he went out here we was after him i shot again and hit him he got under a brush pile and tried to tried to hide and i shot him again and hit him he said uh, shoot him again and i said buddy i'm out of air he said do what <laughs> i said i'm out of air he said well how many hours did you bring i said four he said, so, where's the other arrow? I said, it's down on the ground. I shot through him the first time. He said, well, run down there and get it. So I run back down there and got <laughs> it, come back to the fire, and end up shooting him and finally killed him. He weighed 272 pounds.
0: That, that's it was- a big hog. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I've always heard they're, they're tough animals, especially when you get out of the bow. They and, are. And, they are. Um, I went out hog hunting once and trying to get out of the bow, and then last day we ended up getting, you know, buddy brought a rifle. Instead of setting up for a, an archery shoot they they just assumed there's two guys gonna hunt rifle it's like no uh, i want to shoot out with my bow so i'm kind of standing in the doorway you know waiting for them to come by and is down uh, in southern part of texas and yeah and you know so the next day i was able to uh get a couple with the rifle but you know hey <laughs> why not there, right they are a lot uh, for able to kill a lot of people
1: think i mean a fool me that could take that much you know punishment stuff and still just he walked off like he never been shot you know he never even made no kind of noise or nothing I mean he just tough
0: yeah you probably went you know soft tissue going through it went right through it didn't hit anything hard and, yeah. nope. right through
1: yeah <laughs> uh, he didn't uh, he didn't make much noise but I'm kidding, you what we cut him up I, I was a meat cutter me and a buddy of mine in the uh, for several years. I boned him. I like to cut him up, brought him home. That's probably the best pork I've ever eaten anywhere. I've, I've eaten have eaten everywhere, but now nothing's like killing them in the wild like that. he's just
0: don't compare. Yeah, you know, they're they're not, you know, fattened up, you know, from just eating grain and right. stuff. They're they're eating, yep. you know, a, actually probably a, a much better diet.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. They ain't injected with anything like you get store, you know, it's a whole lot better for you in the long run anyway
0: yeah yeah I, I remember one time when i was in an archery club this guy joined the archery club because they found out it, his son had been having trouble didn't know what it was come to find out it's the all the hormones and stuff they stick in the meat in the beef so he was out you know shooting deer to have meat for his kidney you know because exactly. you can't buy meat in a store like no. that that's not injected with something and you had to find no. a farmer that is going to raise them that way and and you know, that means probably really expensive because that's, exactly. you know, they, they, they can't keep their herd as healthy.
1: No, no, there's you know, no cause... way. And, uh, one of the other uh, groups I'm in is uh, what they call a backyard bow pro. I'm in the Southwest Virginia section of it, and uh, it's just a group of us. We all deer hunt, we bow hunt, we rifle, we loader, And what the main thing backyard bow pro does and hit feeds the hungry, we got a processor we take the meat to They process it and they give it out to people in that area, like needy families or you know, people just want meat that can't buy it. They got enough money to buy, we donate all our deer we kill every year to the families in this area in Southwest Virginia, which I think that's a great thing to do.
0: Yeah, there's there's several other programs out there that, you know, hunters feeding hungry and and you know, you have you have extra. Sometimes you get more than what you can really use. And
1: oh yeah, um, yeah.
0: You know. Especially when you can get sometimes five, 10 deer in a year, you know, especially here in Nebraska, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty good sized and. Oh yeah. Big ones. Yeah. I could probably eat two or three deer in a year, but you know, when I first started, you know, one deer lasted a year and then some, cause they didn't know how to fix it. You know, and as you right. learn how to fix it, then it goes on and on and on. And you know, there's right. my, deer, my freezer was full and got another deer and that's so why I said, okay, Jerky time. It lasted about two weeks. My my kids want jerky never, before it's ready.
1: <laughs> I've never seen nobody turn down jerky. Ne- never.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It, 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 even if they just you know think it's regular beef jerky when they eat it, and it's like ah, oh, it's good. You tell them yeah. it, was, it was deer, and it's like, oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, It's They say it's good, and when you find out what it is, me, right. I'm kind of the other way yeah, around. Man.
1: You know, it's, it's a, a whole lot better for me. anyway. I leave, you know.
0: Yeah, there, there's no there's no fat in in uh deer jerky. No, not at all. If you do, it's not gonna taste good. No. So do you shoot a, a lot of 3D tournaments then or yeah, I
1: shoot they eat. Well, we've got a couple clubs. They really like to shoot. They'll they shoot one if the weather's permitting, you know, right on through December, January, February. But most of the time, around my neck of the woods, which is around Tennessee or East Tennessee, must start out around uh, to February first of March, and then they run uh, every weekend until about most days in September. I mean, there's somewhere to shoot around here every weekend, and I've uh, got a lot of indoor leagues that shoot indoor dots and stuff like that, but. I mostly just do the 3D's uh, on the weekends and stuff, and uh, I don't shoot me I like the 3D. I just like it a lot better. Than I do dots, you know.
0: Yeah, I I prefer to shoot the 3D's instead of the targets. I do, right. like, you know, target shooting because that develops your skill. You're you're going to hit your target, and then exactly. you know, I like the 3D's because it helps you in judging your yardage. So now put the two right. together, and now then. Okay, I know I can hit the spot. I know the distance. Yeah. So I know I can hit it. And now right. then it's all for hunting. You know, that's, that's right. why I look at it. You know, yeah, I, there I've, ain't no me personally, there. I'm not too, too enthused about target shoots. You know, just no. shooting at the spots. You know, they, they don't do much more be, I'd rather go to a 3D tournament and, oh, and shoot I would those. Yeah. It, but there's a lot of people that just love shooting those, the, the, oh, the yeah. targets. It's amazing. The Lancaster
1: shoot and they can shoot. I mean, thousands of people started shooting from all over the world. It was people from Spain, China, um, the Netherlands, everywhere shooting up at uh, Lancaster. It's fun to watch, but you know, it's like you said, I'd rather shoot 3D. I just, I like to be outside. I like, uh, you know, scenarios set in the woods like I'm going to hunt it just more realistic and I just like it better.
0: Yeah, that's. You know, each each person's gonna be a little different what they're enjoy doing, and right, you know, right. I, she,
1: no, that's fine, you know, whatever you like to do. Yeah. That's just my own thing, you know.
0: Well, and you kind of almost need to start off with target, you know, just yeah, just shooting targets, you know, until you learn how to shoot and, and get your form right. down. And you know, right. there's a lot for, for form, you know, just I'm on, on looking at how people are shooting, and you know, those that want to really take it to the next level are going to take advice from somebody that's that has you know a little more exactly. knowledge than that right so do you, you you don't have a compound anymore then is that what you said no uh, i don't have a
1: compound i've got uh, actually got um I said, Liam's order today, and I've got a riser, and then I'm, I'm waiting on the mailman to come out. Um, I bought another Hoyt, uh, a Fred Eichler edition Hoyt with the limbs and everything. I'm waiting on it to get here today and say it up. So I can tell everybody, you always need two bows. Something might happen to
0: one. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that, that's why I have my hunting bow and my target bow. They're both camoed, and then I have another right. one that I was able to get for a real good price. And you know, it's right. a bear. It's not a PSE. It's a bear. Uh, in a snow camel but i haven't got it set up because right i just never set it up <laughs> right
1: right well last year uh i would never shot a crossbow you know a lot of people shoot crossbows and where i'm at now anybody could go hunt with one you don't have to have a or whatever. And, uh, my dad he shot a crossbow for the last 30 years he's got a lot of shoulder and back trouble. And, uh last year about two weeks four deer season he said uh, I, said, I want you to look at some. So i went up there i looked and opened this case up and he had a, a real nice 10 point uh had a scope on it the case the, the bolts everything and uh he said you want you to cross the I, said, I hadn't really thought about it he said uh, well here said christmas presents you just you can have it i said really yeah so i took it to my local boat shop down here and uh h&s honey and uh, elizabeth down here and had the guys look at it, and I said, I don't know anything about crossbows. What does this need? Is it good? Is it not? He said, oh, yeah, that's a good tip. All you need is a new string. I said, we'll put a new string on it. So they said, well, you need uh, certain size bolts and stuff. So uh, I'm a member of Luminoc. I'm an assistant manager of the field staff, so I got me some Luminoc bolts and some Luminoc knocks. And I took it last year, got it set up. I mean, it's just deadly. It's got... um, I set up 25 yards dead on, so I'm going to take a shot over that I could, but the places I hunt is kind of thick, so I set it down, got it all set up, I'm sitting there in the ground, getting about real good time of eating, big old doe come in, it's probably wasn't 12 yards. And I put the scope, put the crosshairs right on her, it the trigger, that little knock, man, he went right through it's like you would stand there, stuck in the ground behind her. I watched her take 10 steps and she just fell over.
0: I mean, it was the most deadliest shot I've probably ever put on a deer in my life. That looks like we lost his video. <laughs> yeah, 10 points are really good bows. And nice thing about the the crossbow is the fact that, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, what draw weight you are pulling. Kids can uh, shoot them. And you know, we'll wait and see if he can get get back in is is as you' can probably hear, his audio was kind of breaking up. but yeah, 10, 10 points are really, really good bows. They're um, i I've used to put a bunch of those together when I was working at uh, Bass Pro and and uh, uh, that was just the main one that we like putting together because I went together so well. And nice and bottom is is they're they're fairly flat. so we'll we'll, we'll see if we can get joined back in. Um, you know kind of internet problems one of those things that you have once in a while and yeah no more no more comments in in the uh, the group yet but yeah it's it, it's interesting when you have different uh, areas of the country how they hunt different here in Nebraska we don't we don't hunt too many hogs because there's not really a big population of hogs around here I think out further west there might be but you know there's Mostly just the white tail for the deer around here. And then out in the panhandle, we have uh, the mule deer, a little bit different. We have lots of turkeys around here. I even have turkeys that are really uh, close, but in the mile from me, there's about uh, three dozen of them that hang around there and that's not land I can hunt. So I got to see if they go during the day, kind of track them down so I can try and get some this year. Let's see if he's getting, yeah, getting back in. (laughs) Wait for his audio to connect. It should be here pretty soon. Oh, yep, lost him again. Well, he'll get back in. So, yeah, it's it's been really, uh, really interesting talking to archers on the podcast. There we go. Looks like we're just about there. Yeah, sometimes the internet is kind of slow. But yeah, it's been, been interesting running podcasts here. Welcome back, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I had a little difficulty there. Had a power
1: surge here at the house today the on electricity. Blinked a couple of times, and it went off.
0: <laughs> yeah, your your voice was starting to break up a little bit, so it didn't surprise me. And, and so we just kind of I just kind of chatted a little bit while you were you were gone waiting to come back in. I knew you'd connect back in. So oh yeah. It. That's if you could, anyway,
1: right, Hand it back right. in
0: a little bit better picture, a little better sound oh, yeah. again. So <laughs> anyway, continue with your, your story that you were going through. Well,
1: I, like I said, the doe come in, I'd shot her. The Luminox went right through her just like she wouldn't stand there. Like I said, went up her about 10 steps, fell over. That's one thing that I really like about these Luminocs. I hadn't been, like I say, I, I'm on the staff and stuff for the last two or three years never used them before but I don't see why because it was getting right at dark is that time if you're going to shoot something it's going to happen and I can't tell you how much these luminocs have made a big difference in my hunts like for instance you don't know where you'd have missed that deer or hit it you could see the luminox I could see it 50, 60 yards from where I would a shot. You know, if you was looking 50, 60 yards down in the holler where I was at, you could see that Luminox shine. And uh, went up there and got the deer. Just uh, like recovery, I could see her from the blind. End up gutting her right there. Got her heart. I just wanted to see how close to the heart I got. It was a perfect cut right through the heart. Just exactly good, queen, clean, quick kill like you always wanted. And I was just right. happy it would be.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's always nice when you can track them. I know on my, uh, my hunting arrows, I have a, a reflective, white wrap, on yes. that I put in yeah. down below the feathers. I I shoot feathers. I still do. I'm just kind of also. I never advanced, I never advance to uh, veins. And shooting traditional stuff. That's really what you want to shoot. Because oh yeah, just,
1: you got to shoot the feathers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, so I put the wrap on there, and there was one time I, I was looking for my arrow, and I was like, oh at night you know use the led flashlights oh, yeah. really shine there and it was just right. glowing it was underneath an evergreen tree i'd have never found it otherwise oh no no so that shot, you know
1: out here shooting these recurves and stuff i always don't hit what i'm shooting at you know <laughs> could shoot right. low could shoot high or whatever but uh like i say these aluminox we've shot them at the tournaments you can walk right over even in the daylight you can look down there and not even have to get close and say you know right there it lays i mean it saves you hours you, you know where you hit your game if you missed it or you hit it save you a lot of sleepless nights if you think you hit it you didn't hit it or whatever they're just uh, the best lighted knocks i've ever used you know my opinion they're the best
0: yeah that's the only ones i i've used or no nobody. there's probably other ones that are out there but if i'm gonna oh, get a light yeah. knock it's luminock
1: oh yeah all the way yeah all the way, light them up with Luminock. That's what the slogan is, and it's exactly that, light them up. I mean, it's the best knock, like I say, out there. I'll never use nothing else.
0: Well, sometimes, you know, the little slogans are, are actually facts, you know, like Muzzy's bad to, bad to the bone. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen Muzzy's shatter bones and not care.
1: Yeah, I used to watch, I've got a lot of DVDs. I've probably got every hunting DVD on bow hunting here Somewhere in the house here somewhere, and I used to watch all them Dan Fitzgerald videos when he shot muzzies shooting through them 55 gallon drums and all that stuff. Of course, he's pulling you know 100 pound, but still, he had a heck of a good broadhead and uh, he had done the job.
0: Well, I shoot 70, and I was at when I had my store, I was shooting after I got done work, I was shooting in my broadhead target, and I missed. I hit the concrete block wall, right, instead of the target. <laughs> and I, I went up there the muzzy broadhead sticking in the concrete block
1: i wouldn't the, doubt that at all They're tough the,
0: the insert cracked in half right. and the shaft cracked back about an inch or two and it was laying on the ground but the broadhead was stuck in the concrete block exactly <laughs> i still use that broadhead today
1: yeah i mean why wouldn't you you know yeah uh, on the backyard bow protein, we use uh, Grim Reapers, and I've never had a problem with them at all. You know, um, I use the uh, cut on contact where I shoot recurve or whatever. But now, how that how um, that crossbow, I use the cut on contacts and the expandables. But I've never had a problem out of either one. They use a real good blood trail, easy to follow tracking. And, and I'm a type of person if if I use something and I don't have no problems. I won't switch to nothing else till I do. Once I have a problem with it, I'm done and go to something else. But the Grim Reapers, I've never had no problems at all. And uh, I'll keep using them.
0: Yeah. I My first broadhead, when I got my, my first uh, set of broadheads, I, I asked the lady at the shop. It's like, well, which broadhead should I shoot? She said, Muzzy. <laughs> I still shoot Muzzies. Right. That's what's right. on my arrows now. Now, oh, I yeah. switched from yeah. four blade down to three blade 100s. But- right. Yeah, you know, I, I switched from the four blade down to the three. And right. I think I was shooting 125s, four blades. And now I'm that 100 grain three blade. You know, right. My arrows are so light. You know, the PSE the arrows that I shoot um, are, uh, my target ones are about 370 grains. So I'm I'm right there pushing the, the limit on, on grains. Now, my hunting arrows are a little bit heavier because when I got some of those, PSC come out, I don't know if you remember where they come out, the Hunter Shaft. Yep, I remember those. And there are 7,000 straightness. Okay. I says, okay, i got some in. I'm going to try them to see how well I can shoot with them. Right. And they're supposed to be 300 spine, but they come in at 400, which is 100 shaft. Right. Now, how how their spine is, is kind of different because PSC goes 100, 200, 300, 400, it's different spine. Other ones go the opposite direction. Exactly. That's what I
1: was fixing. I shoot a six hundred spine in these recurs, but it's not like you would say it's. It, this is a light, not a heavy. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: yeah, it's it's kind of all, all weird. It's it's you it know is. each one's a little bit different, so you can't really use a number. You need to look at the shaft and and you know the specs on it to find out which right. one you have to have. Well, they sent them in mismarked as three hundred, but they're actually four hundred, so they were heavier. Was a little bit, a little bit heavier shaft. Right, because it's a spine a little bit more, so going can be a little heavier shaft. So I set them all up that way, not not thinking that. And I found out that they were, you know, overweight. It's like, why am I almost fifty, a hundred grains heavier? I so <laughs> so when I had to replace them with some of my regular shafts, I had to put tubes in it to weigh them, get them way up the same, because yeah. I want them to weigh the same. I didn't want to have to recite all my tubes oh, no. no. Uh-uh. no. <laughs> and uh. You know, I, I'm I'm looking, OK, on my broadheads, I was able to tune them in to shoot X's with my broadheads at 20 yards. Well, okay. with the 007 shafts, I could hold it in the white ring. But I couldn't hold them in the X ring, you know, so I'm out. I'm still in the, that 10 ring, but I'm just right. that's, you know, from from a one inch diameter to what is the. the I don't know. Not a spot tiny long, yeah, right. You know, probably a three inch diameter. That's three, the difference between yeah. a one. Thousands and a seven thousand straight in shaft, exactly. and you know I've I've done it other times where you know uh, a buddy of mine was shooting a, a different brand of arrow, but his wasn't you know the one thousand his was like a three, and I gave him some of my my arrows and and he shot them, you know same draw length but right off about the same weight shooting a bit lighter weight, yeah. and his groups got so much tighter and that wasn't even the arrows that was really set up for his bow exactly you know lighter arrow and and you know straighter tolerances and and I've like always hunted you. with the the straight shafts you know I used to get the double x 78s is what yep. I hunted with yep uh, and, and a 25 what was it um 2512 2512s 25 12s, yeah 2512s and you know that's what I shot and it it's kind of weird on on there I'd buy a new set of arrows for hunting season I'd shoot them enough to get them sighted in tuned up and everything and then after the hunting season, then I'd take the broadheads off and I'd use those for target. Well, the groups are nice and tight, they get wider and bigger and bigger and bigger by the end of the end of the season I get my new arrows. You know, I might be able to group, you know, three or four-inch group where I was able to group one-inch group before. Exactly. And, and that's because on aluminum arrow, how do you bend? How do you break aluminum without using any tools? Keep flexing it, keep flexing it, yep. flexing it, flexing, it, flexing yep. it. And next thing you know, uh, it breaks. And that's what, they, you know, the aluminum marrow, as they flex, they get weakened. Weak. That's that's what's nice about the carbons nowadays is yeah. they're straight oh, or broken, no in-between.
1: I remember when the carbons first come out, everybody said, I'll stick with my aluminums. And when more people got to shooting them and the groups got to get tighter and you got more speed and then everybody, you, you know, you can find aluminums now, but it's just like day and night carbons is where it's at. I mean, hardly anybody right. shoots an anymore, you know?
0: Well, and the first look, uh, carbons that came out, I, I, there's no way I'd hunt with them. Because if they broke, you had all these carbon fiber splinters all over. Right. <laughs> because the, the carbon fibers run from the knock to the tip back the, in a linear right. fashion like that. And then when they started coming out with the newer ones, now they cross, they they cross them, you know, one going right. horizontal, one going vertical. And then if you remember when PSC come out with their X-weave, which I now they cross that. the cross-weave, and yep. I've got some of those as well. Um, you know, when I closed the store, I kept all my Comp Pro oh, yeah. 300 shafts. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, these are my, I'm keeping these. I'm not getting rid really of yeah. these because I don't, I don't really have thing. to buy them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but yeah, that's, it, it's, archery has just come so far. And, you know, from, oh, exactly. from when it first started, you know, I don't know who thought of taking a string and sticking on a stick and taking another stick and, and flinging it. You know, but that's that's archery. Yeah, it's simple, but it's advanced.
1: I mean, you know, you look at it one way, and you're thinking, "Man, how has this come from where it was at to now?" It'd blow your mind, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been amazing, you know, how much uh, um, archery has developed over the years, and it's just all in the last few years, you know. Um, Fifty years ago, as when the first compound was developed. And look, uh, yeah. we've gone now, yeah, you know. And crossbows, yeah. you know. Look at some of these new ones that, you know, the the, the whole thing's only maybe about three or four inches wide.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like those ravens. I've I've seen those, and oh, you know, yeah. the price goes with them. You know, twenty five hundred to three thousand, or even more. But uh they're just amazing. I mean, I watched a guy shoot on the, on a video on YouTube shooting at a hundred yards. I didn't even think you could even, but man, he was putting them in there. He you could killed anything with that thing at a hundred yards. He was grouping them, but. They're just amazing. I don't know. They, they're a lot of power for a small package.
0: Right. And it's, it's amazing how much they, they, they can put out. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Hey, any, any, uh, any thoughts here before we, uh, end the podcast?
1: No, I'd just like to thank you for having me on. I've had a great time and, uh, it's always good to talk to somebody that likes the same things you do and, uh, (laughs) I just like to, you know, if anybody's watching this, if I can help in any way, uh, I'm on Facebook every day, YouTube, whatever. You can just give me a holler. If I can help you, I will. If I can't, I'll find somebody that
0: can. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like I always say, I have an answer for everything. It might be, I don't know. I'll find (laughs) out. Yeah. It's an answer. Maybe not what you want, but it's an answer. (laughs) So yeah. Um, I'll just have you send the links, to those things, and I'll put them in the description so people can contact you. Okay. You know, they'll be in the podcast description, and they'll be in the uh, um, the YouTube uh, post when I put, bring it up to the, my YouTube channel. And, okay. And uh, um, you know, in in the group, they can just message you. You know, have okay. any more con- information in there? Right. So, yeah, it's it's been great talking to you. Been real good talking to
1: you, Roy. I really appreciate you.
0: Yeah. Uh, my name is Roy Canterbury. I've been host day on Archery Talk 101, talking with Mike Johnson about his uh, interesting uh, career in archery, how he started out, and uh, what he's doing with it now. So stay tuned for the next one. Uh, they come out uh, every um, Monday and Friday is when we have a new one come out. So just take a look at the uh, podcast, and uh, we can look on, on Spotify. You can go look at it there. Or if you want to go to my YouTube channel, I have a link in the description. Uh, those come out on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Uh, so you have to wait if you're going to go, go watch the video. Or the best place to do it is get in the Arch Talk 101 Facebook group because we go live and we record them in there. And that's the, the best way to get them because you can actually communicate with us like, like Bill did earlier.
1: <laughs> Bill's a good dude, man. I like Bill. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Really interesting.